Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Richfield's Golf Show podcast, everybody. 2022. Is that the start? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode number 111 myself rick shields co-host guy how are you how are you good i'm very good up to about 30 minutes ago when you walked to the office i hadn't seen you since 22nd of december maybe it's been a while yeah it's been a while um the beard's got thicker yes i've uh i've been looking at maybe just going big with it okay how, sure. how big are we talking <laughs> we'll see we'll see how much it annoys me i think you're due like a new year new me vibe of some description so i need to lose some bloody weight that's for well, sure over the christmas you, period so you've been obviously at christmas we yeah, all have yeah. then you've been away on a holiday with the family i have so before christmas you were kind of well let's say november december you were on it i was running eating healthy yeah let's say middle of December, it kind of standard, got a little bit like, well, it's Christmas. The rose is open, exactly. quality street, going out for some nice meals, eating too much, drinking too much. Yeah, it's gone. Been bad. I, I took my running shoes optimistically to Centre Parks when I went on holiday. As you do. Uh, didn't see the light of day. Yeah. Didn't literally, didn't get out of the suitcase. <laughs> but did you have that mindset? You think, well, I've walked a bit today though. Well, you know what though? What's crazy? Because I bike so much around the place. Every day I went on my garden and I looked, look at my steps. I hardly ever got over 10,000 steps. Ah, because you were cycling. Yeah. So, so I feel like, I don't really know if I, if it, I could justify it. Yeah. Well, I think what's concerning me though is, today's not Monday, it's a Tuesday. It is. So does that mean you're starting healthy now or is it going to be next week? No. Nope. On today it now. Right, okay. yesterday was still okay <laughs> transitional period today i'm back on it so uh, i have optimistically got my gym bag in the car i don't think i'm going to make it today but it, but it was a start that's the mindset that you need <laughs> it is yeah um anyway it's good to be back it's good to be back uh breaking news over the weekend we achieved something on youtube which we're very fortunate no you golf youtubers ever achieved before we hit two million subscribers Thank you, thank you. Congratulations, Everyone. Richard. Thank you to you. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to the team, to Matt, to Harry, to Tim, to Amy, to Gary, and to yourself. Um, it, it's We were desperately hoping to reach it by the end of 2021, just as a nice little, yeah, ticked off in 2021. It just ran over a week later, um, but your support, everyone behind it, I'm looking straight down the lens of the camera now. Thank you, everyone that supports the channel, subscribes. It does mean a lot. Um, and... Uh, it's nice to hit two million. It is, but it's, it's weird, isn't it, with like these numbers? Because we have things in our like sites for so long, and you hit them, and it's like you can't actually believe that 
it's two million people. If that makes you see a number, do you get what I mean? Like we have these numbers in our head, and it's almost as if it's just a number, but it's two million people. It's crazy. It, and even since that, we've gained another ten thousand on top of that. That is outrageous. Um, yeah, amazing. I mean, I always when I go on to other podcasts, I always get this question: What's the goal, Rick? What do you want to get to? Well, I just want to make great, fun content that people enjoy. But realistically, there's 65 million golfers in the world. So I want 65 million subscribers, please. Absolutely. And then a few non-golfers who like your beard, who follow for that. So maybe 100 million. Yes. It's not too much to ask. No, but I think <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Because a lot of people who kind of semi-understand YouTube or don't understand YouTube kind of don't understand what a subscriber actually is or the importance mm. of it. And, and to some degree, it's a more obviously about views. You want to make content people watch and people enjoy. But it is nice to know that there's been that many people have gone, this guy's content's good, I'll subscribe. Correct. So to the next million? On to the next million. Um, it's a shame, I, I've had quite a lot of people asking, "Where's the, even my mum asked, oh, where's your two million plaque? I'm uh, like, oh, don't mom, get one. Don't get one. You have to make me one. No, you get 100,000, which is the one just over Guy's shoulder, which we've got for the podcast channel. You get a bigger one for gold, one for a million, and then actually... The next goal is 10 million and you get a diamond play button. Question. Go for it. I remember once me, you and Gary, who you mentioned a minute ago, had a chat at the Belfry in yeah. the cafe. Well, yeah. one of the bars. And at the time, Gary said he believed the roof for, at that time for YouTube subscribers was 700,000. And yes. I think you had probably 400 at the time, 400,000. So that seemed quite realistic that like, you couldn't comprehend being more than that. When you said 10 million then, my first thought is, and I don't mean it's a negative way, we'll, we'll never get that. Yeah. But it could happen. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you, do you, uh, saying this now on 11th of January, 2022, what do you think the ceiling is? Or do you think there is one, realistically? Well, you'll probably know more about this because you dive into to analytics a bit more. Because the amount of unique viewers we get is yeah. astronomical, yeah. isn't it? It's a lot more than 2 million. And still, even right now, only 40% of the audience that watch the channel is subscribed. Mm. So even just using that, slight maths you'd like to think there's going to be close to five million yeah achievable almost right now yeah that's true so i think youtube is obviously still growing it's still a monstrous platform new people are always coming to youtube it's kind of definitely taking over from torrential 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 What's terrestrial terrestrial <laughs> um broadcasting tv traditional media etc yeah. so um i'd like to think the goal is 10 million but hey if we hit that uh, no, that must be amazing. Um, if we hit that, we might look at that goal. Well, is the next goal 50 million? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But it's exciting. And uh, we've got an exciting year of content coming your way. We've got some new stuff that we're going to be bringing out, but also we're going to revisit some classic stuff that we know you guys absolutely love. Yes. Sometimes we've got guilty of when we make something that's really good and you guys love it, we stop making it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because our own, like, we've done that. But hopefully this year we're going to bring a little bit, few of the, uh, the videos that you enjoy back a little bit more and make them better. Definitely. Um, apart from that, did you have a nice Christmas and New Year? I did. Um, I very much tried to think about what do I want to do this year, yes. like, personally. And I've had years before where I've said, right, I'm going to stop eating chocolate stop or whatever. Eating. Yeah, I'm just going to stop eating. I'm sick of eating. Boring. <laughs> waste of time. time. <laughs> that was jinx. Um, but I thought to myself, what can I set as like a bit of a resolution yeah. that's achievable, but actually going to give me something back as well? Do you okay. know what I mean? Because I think if you start off the year and say, right, that's it now. I'm going to run four times a week, for example. Unless you actually enjoy running, it's quite hard to stick to that. You, you We discussed this just before we finished for the Christmas period. Mm. You do a lot of running. I didn't realise. Sly. 
Like I've done, I was looking this morning. I've done three this year already, which isn't wow. a lot, but it's just that level of fairly consistently. Eleventh well, well, I'm just trying to keep it ticking over, but that's not my resolution for this year. You've seen this on Instagram. I have. My resolution this year is to just play more golf. Easy. In any capacity, because I was thinking that bit of a weird spell you have in between Christmas and New Year, where you're kind of not sure what day it is, and it's a yeah. bit weird, and you're kind of thinking about the year ahead. It's not Christmas anymore, but it's not quite New Year. I was just thinking that I've let golf slip. Mm. Like as a junior, and you were exactly the same, golf was my life, which was probably a bit too much at the time. I'd get heartbroken if I played badly. Yeah. But I do miss playing golf and just, I don't want to get to that point where it's not really my sport anymore, where I, I kind of work mean. in golf and talk about golf, I don't play. So, went on a little trip. I am a member of my home golf club via that Play More Golf app, yep. which I told you about. Within that app, you get points to other courses. By the way, this is not a sponsored. App. Absolutely not. I have to pay three hundred and fifty quid for this. If you do want a sponsor guy, I'd, if, if Play More Golf will give me some free points to play and have like a monthly topic on the podcast, I'll do it. Rick's not involved in it. <laughs> you can play for free it's anyway. A side hustle. Um, no, but so I went on. And this was like literally 10 o'clock at night. I thought, we're going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go tomorrow and play golf at yeah. a random course. Scroll down, scroll down, get going, think, mm, yeah, yeah. Got to Carden Park. So is this giving you golf courses that are closest to you? Exactly. And are you t- are you saying no to some because you've played them before? A or? mixture of I've played them before, didn't massively like get the juices flowing. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted Sometimes to play- you might know they're a bit wet. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to go somewhere, because I said to Abby and my wife, I'm going to have the day to myself, go and play golf. So I thought, well, I've got all day. Like, if we were going filming somewhere that was an hour and a half away, it doesn't seem that far, if that makes no. sense. But on your own to go and play golf, it does seem that far. But also, what? I've got all day. Yep. And also, I said about playing on my own, I kind of weirdly, I could have asked a friend or whatever, but I wanted to go on my own. I don't know why. It was a bit of a weird, like, it's like it's a weird epiphany this night that happened to me. I don't know why. It was a bit weird. So I went down, got to Carden Park. I thought, you know what? I've been there. Just on that, you're on your own time. Exactly. Like, I've had a few. Days and I had a few kind of back end of the year where um, I've been even yesterday. So mm-hmm. you were off yesterday. I went to Torex and whacked a load of golf balls. I checked loads of emails. I spent pretty much the majority of my day on my own. Loved it. It is nice, isn't it? I like your own company sometimes. Hundred percent. And obviously, with my old job, I used to work away a lot. I used to spend a lot of time on my own, so I am fairly comfortable in my own company. So I bought this tea time at Carden Park. For, I think it was nine thirty. I didn't realize at the time the two courses. Yes. There's the Nicholas, which is the more kind of, I feel like, the hotel watery course. Yeah. And then there's the Cheshire, which is more kind of, certainly on the back nine, tree line. And I, I don't know if it's more interesting to ever play the other one, but it felt like it was a, I don't know, decent track I needed yeah. to go and play. But an hour away from my house, so I set off quite early. I was quite excited. Clubs were quite clean. I was kind of on the way. <laughs> Got there. And what's mad, I've been there before, Carden Park, but how long is the drive from coming off the road to get into the golf resort? Is the, the, the first club... Is it really close to the entrance, though? Yeah, that's the Nicholas. Yeah. But you still have to tee off, I think, quite far away. Ah, uh, okay. But the Cheshire course is literally like, not, no word of like a mile and a half, probably drive, but obviously yeah. doing like 20 miles an hour yeah, of speed, yeah. but it took forever. So I got to the clubhouse, and the girl in the pro shop said that the front nine, which I was obviously going to tee off on, I was following the men's comp. Okay. And it was busy. So I could go off the 10th and do the back nine first, and then okay. come back to one. So I played, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I played the back nine first on me and I flew round because obviously there's nobody out. Yeah, yeah. And I did something I've never done before. It was quite interesting. <laughs> Go on. You hit driver on every hole. I hit a lot of drivers. <laughs> it was going quite well. But I had 177 yards yeah. on this par four second shot. It, what have you played there, the Cheshire course? I, you know what? I've actually, I used to actually go and see a golf coach there years oh, ago. Oh, really? Called Adrian Hill. 
Because on the Cheshire course, right near the clubhouse, there was another little nine-holer, like a par three course. I'm not sure if it's still there. I'm not sure. And there used to be a golf academy there ah. with a massive indoor putting green, an indoor bunker, oh indoor studios and everything. Um, so weirdly, I've actually been to Carden Park quite a few times, but never played either of the golf courses, the proper courses. It's worth courses. a trip. It's good. And so anyway, 177 yards uphill. Hit a seven iron. Ball was slightly below my feet. So in a little bit left thing, it'll cut round. Absolutely flushed it, which I wasn't flushing it all day, but I flushed this shot. And it smacked the flag. No way. Never done that before. It literally clattered it and it ended up a foot away. I missed the putt for a bit. We're looking around to see if anyone has noticed. Yeah, well, what I did do, this is quite sad, I'm not going to show you this. I hit the shot and I started filming. I was like, right, <laughs> I've just hit a shot. Because you thought it might have gone yeah, in. Yeah, I genuinely, obviously people could still say it was fake, but whatever. I was like, oh, I hit a shot from 177 yards. I'm going to walk up to green. Yeah. I was panting. It? That's how unfit I was. Went up this hill, like panting <laughs> like a dog. Got there and it wasn't a foot away, actually. It was about two and a half foot. It hit yeah. the flag. Then weirdly, still made a pitch mark. I missed the putt for a birdie. Ouch. Um, played, got down 18, which was my ninth, walking down to the green, and some lad was like, oh yeah, I'm in the clubhouse. I'm like, oh, no hey, way. Mate, that was cool. cool. Um, and then got onto one, but then by the time I was on the real first, my 10th, I yeah. did get stuck behind people. Ah. So the back nine was much slower. It was quite wet, but I enjoyed it. Finished the round of golf, clubs in the booth. Thought, you know what? I'm going to go for a, a drink on my own. So I went to the clubhouse, had a pint of lemonade. Enjoyed it. Very nice. Left, went home, and had a Mackey's on the way home at the services, at Chester Services and <laughs> McDonald's. A what a day. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> so I've got the bug back. I like golf. I must admit, I feel like last year, because you played with me a few times in the break 75s, um, I think you did Robert Dale, Pressbridge, St. Andrews, obviously, JCB. Is that all of them? That was it. Those are three, yeah. Um, I think it was four then. Stockport. Oh, no, no, didn't Stockport. play Stockport. Pressbury. Pressbury, JCB, St. Andrews. Burtdale. Oh, yeah, four. So, yeah. yeah. Um, think of that, yeah. I feel like I, even just in that spell, I saw a different you, like, in your golfing journey. Yeah. I felt like you had your own epitome in that in that time frame where you were like, <clears throat> you almost set your own benchmark. Yes. To, to better, to suit yourself. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Well, that, yeah, I did. Because, obviously, you grew up as a really good golfer. You were playing off three... What was the lowest you ever so got? The lowest down I to? got to was two point six. So in your head, that's what you play to, yeah. Because that's you always play to yeah, how exactly. good you ever were. But obviously, when you're not playing a lot of golf and you've had a little, you know, few struggles with the driver, you're not expected <laughs> to go around a Burtdale and shoot two over, three no. over. So you, I think your goal around Burtdale was to break eighty, wasn't it? Yes, and and you did yeah. comfortably, and you played yeah, yeah. great again around St Andrews. You, your goal was to not make uh, a double bogey. Was the goal at St Andrews? In fact. That's where I've got it confused. You didn't play at St. Andrews in the yeah, I played, that's right. We played right. the day before, that's right. Um, and you didn't play, you, you bogey was a par yes, that day. it was solid. Um, so even I saw that kind of change in your mindset, and you've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, making sure that people are going into this year with goals, ambitions of, I'm going to get my handicap super, super low this year. I'm going to practice every single day this year. You know, whatever it may be. Yeah. That would have been me when I was kind of a young up and coming, you know, I want to get better. But I think a lot of people could take a lot of, inf um, what's the right word, a lot of important information from just going out this year and saying, you know what, all I'm going to do this year is enjoy every round of golf yeah. I play. That's the enjoy thing. Enjoy the experiences, enjoy the people I'm playing with, the surroundings I'm playing with. And Tommy even said in that coaching video, as long as you can walk off the golf course, remember your three best shots, yeah. you've had a great day. 100%. And I think what's hard is, Saying that, and I agree with everything you've said, but equally, if you go and pay to play another golf course you've never been to before, and you play terribly, it does make it hard to enjoy it. But what I really enjoyed about going to, to Carden Park was I've never played the golf course before. 
I didn't have a scorecard in my hand either, not, literally not an actual physical scorecard. So when I was finishing a hole and going to the next tee, I had no idea what was in front of me. Is no. it a par five, a par three? Is the trees, is the water? And it was that weird, I had this weird, like, it sounds a bit deep, this, this weird feeling of just like absolute almost, it was just class. It was just like, you didn't know what you were going to do. Hitting the odd good shot, I didn't care about score. Probably shot about 10 over, if I'm being yeah. honest with you. I didn't keep score. And I just really enjoyed it. It made me think like, I don't want to lose that because there's not many sports I can imagine what you get that feeling where you can play on your own or you can go in a four ball and have just as much fun, if not more. And it was really good. Um, so that's my goal this year is just to try and play more golf. And I don't think I'm bothered about proper joining a club. Okay. I don't know. You don't want to play in competitions, baby. I don't think so. It's just go and play in other courses. Well, the thing is with competitions, it's a commitment. Yes. You'd have to do it on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. particularly morning that's the time you spend with abby and your yeah. family and you, you know whatever you want to do on that day and i think that's the only challenge that a lot of comp com, um members have at golf clubs now is how can they squeeze in a competitive round mm-hmm. it's quite hard isn't it yeah it's quite taxing on people's time did you play again i did something else as well so i was quite <laughs> clever with this i thought right you were off, you were off last week i was working i thought i fancy another game of golf <laughs> can't really play golf while I'm working so I thought well if a text you can ask him and say look I'm going thinking the content ideas of and course, being, you know course. also it's content for the podcast of course and I thought on the off chance if imagine if I go and play somewhere and then somebody <laughs> tweets me and says saw you today X uh where was at Rick Shields PGA and you're there they on holiday so I thought I'll just text you and say look Rick I might go and play golf do you mind you're like oh no go for it well so I went to I'm a nice I'm a nice guy you are a very nice guy do you know where I went not a clue Stockport Oh, yeah, a DM to the, the head pro at Stockport is Gary Norcott, who's yeah. a great guy. I think he listens to the podcast as well. We've been there and filmed a few times. Yeah, yeah. He's a really nice guy. Tried to Such loads, a good golf course. And I love it. So I've never played it. So I texted him, or sorry, DM'd him the evening before oh, God, to go. Yeah, sorry. I've I, never played it. I keep getting confused with like press. Yes. Always kind of reminds Similar me of Stockport. Similar-ish vibe. Yeah. So I went to Stockport and I had a tea, I think, up again about 930 um, but it was quite busy again. I was on my own, so I played the first two, and there was a four ball in front of me, but then a four ball in front of them. So I went one, two, ten, because the, the tenth tee oh, yeah. right near, and then yeah. I did ten in, and then nice. a bit of chipping afterwards. And obviously, it was it was quite a frozen morning, so it wasn't obviously like it was when we went in the summer. But I really enjoyed it again. Of course, I've not played. I knew all the holes. I've been there with you a couple of times, but I just really en- again really enjoyed myself. I had a little forty minute drive there, listened to a podcast, played golf, had a chat with Guy when I'd finished, came home. I was like, yeah bit of exercise and really enjoyed it so that's the vibe this year and how many video ideas did you come up with six great <laughs> so the first video okay, the f- f- first video is rick shields play stockport how can he do <laughs> then it's rick shields return to stockport part two can rick shields beat my par on the third hole yes he didn't play the third the tenth hole the tenth hole <laughs> and the fourth one is rick shields versus gary norcott stockport pro that's but that's a three parter you see oh, so okay, it's part one it. part two and then, and part and then when you win the chip it after yes can rick go- Learn how to chip. Exactly that. I love it. Speaking of video ideas and videos in general, though, we have had a very busy start to the year with new driver releases. Yes. We've had the TaylorMade Stealth, yep. and we've had the Callaway Rogue ST. Video's gone down well. Certainly the TaylorMade. So there's two co- two things, well, three things here I want to talk about and get your brain, pick okay. your brains on. Any more, first of it, well, I'll, I'll put them all on the table then and we can go through them. First thing, is there anything you think you've not covered on the drivers? Not not covered, but any, any more in-depth information for our listeners that obviously can't make the video? Yeah. Secondly, why has TaylorMade destroyed Callaway on views, like ridiculously? Yeah. And thirdly, a website, My Golf Spy, who are a very big online platform for reviewing golf equipment, have kind of called you out a little bit, Rick, Ooh. which we're going to go on to in a moment. So Ooh. 
Let's go on point number one. Bit of beef. There is some beef. Bit of beef to start the year. <laughs> we like a bit of beef. <laughs> beef sells. Uh, right, so um, anything that I didn't cover? I don't know if there is. I just didn't know we've got the time to go through anything. I, f- I feel like this year we collectively as a team, certainly you and me, really, really thought about how we would look at maybe adjusting a review, mm-hmm. changing it. You know, we had a few times where we, we stood there ready to film and like, can we do this better? Um, I feel like we did a really good job considering weather commitments and stuff like that we have obviously here in the UK. Um, and I hit so many shots with TaylorMade and Callaway drivers this year. You did. Possibly more than I've hit in previous years. I would 100% say that's the case for TaylorMade for both, but definitely TaylorMade, which we might come on to in the next point. So... I feel like I knew those drivers inside out. Mm-hmm. I saw good numbers in carry, total distance, spin rate, launch. I saw less than normal numbers for ball speed, but I would also equate that to I was swinging it slightly less than normal speeds. Yeah. So I was even what someone sent me a review saying um, like three or four years ago. I can't remember what driver. Rick, this three or four driver three or four year old driver was going longer than the stealth that you reviewed this year and when he took the screenshot my swing speed was like 116 miles per hour on average what's happened to me getting old but you know what's a good good point to make though because speaking about running before imagine if you watch a a, a running reviewer yeah which happens on youtube reviews of running shoes and in 2015 they were running seven times a week loads of miles and they reviewed a nike footwear a, a nike trainer and they ran a 5k in let's just say 20 minutes just ran random figure in 2021, testing new Adidas running shoe and ran the 5K in 25 minutes. Yeah. But they've only been run to, running once a week because of injury or something. You can't say that the Adidas is worse than the Nike just no. because it's five minutes slower. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you, for whatever reason, if you've lost a bit of speed or you're not swinging as fast or whatever, that's not that the old driver was better and the new no. one's worse. It's that you've changed or whatever. But to be honest, I, I was thinking about why is this as well. So I was thinking, yeah, obviously I've got a bit older. But also, the way I play golf, I think is very different now mm-hmm. compared to what it was five years ago. Like, you've obviously been with me a lot more this year. I do hit the ball a lot straighter. Yeah, 100%. Like, a lot straighter this year. You don't really have that low, left, horrible out of bounds. At all. As much at all, yeah. And I think, well, maybe my swing speed has, has altered to allow me to hit more fairways. Mm-hmm. Like, I've almost become set in this kind of fourth gear because I'm more accurate in that fourth gear. Yeah. Because I've been playing t- this year for a little bit more score with the break 75s or whatever it may be. So I definitely want to try and up that back into fifth gear. I'd love to get back into like 115, 116 miles per hour as long as that doesn't affect my accuracy off the tee. I saw a comment you made online that was quite bold. I saw this comment again and I, and I Very, on Mar- Martin's video. Yeah. I know. And I regret it now. Because it was outright. So I know. <laughs> I would have saw that and I thought I know so Martin I can't pronounce his is surname Broberg or something the, the long drive guy he's really good friends with Bryson DeChambeau at the moment um, <laughs> German guy bombs it obviously and I really like his content he's been making loads of YouTube videos and I was watching one of them and he's, he's smashing it he's <laughs> hitting his and these guys are getting comfortably like 210 220 ball speeds yeah. like ridiculous speeds yeah I think Carl Berkshire recently set the new world... 230-something, was yeah, it? Yeah, 234 or something, something like I think that. it was. Which is outrageous, outrageous. Speed. 
So I was watching this video, getting all hyped, and I'm like, I'm going to leave a comment. I'm hyped about this. I'm going to leave a comment. And normally my ball speed's 160. I might get to 165 every now and again, but I'm never breaking 170. I've never seen 170 on a launch one to ever. On the, obviously, I must have had a glass of wine. I'm like, I love this video, Martin. My goal for this 2022 is to try and get 190 miles per hour ball speed. Send. And I must admit, yesterday... That's the tumbleweed coming across. <laughs> yesterday... Funny enough, I went to Torex again to mm -hmm. wax some balls, went in that middle studio, just had a nice little chill out day to myself, checking emails, coming up with some video ideas, etc. And uh, I'm smacking it, I'm smacking it, I'm smacking it, I'm smacking it. Even it, I did even more shots with the TaylorMade and Callaway drivers, just to, just for my own sake. 187 um, ball speed? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there thinking, right, so currently, my, my fastest I got yesterday was 115 miles per hour club head speed. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's very good. My, let me... I did actually write it down. Um, my fastest ball speed was 163 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that means I'm getting 1.42 smash factor. Yeah. Okay. Which on GC quad is about right. You don't, 1.52 is the absolute optimum. Yeah. But GC quad seems to measure it a little bit slower than that. So if I was to get 190 miles per hour ball speed, I know what you're going to say, yeah. I would have to swing the golf club 133. <laughs> Well, that is exactly the math. So when I saw you put that comment... 133 miles per hour. Well, when I saw you put that comment, I thought, that should, I, I did it, I divided it. I did 190 divided by 1.45 smash, which yeah. again, if you're swinging fast, yeah, it's yeah. an outrageous smash, and that puts your cover speed at 131. Yeah. So when I saw that, I thought, do you realise you've got to gain 16, 17 miles an hour? Anyway, it's still ambitious. That's why we work well, because you have these outlandish dreams. <laughs> I pull it back a little bit. We meet somewhere in the middle and we make some good stuff. Um, it's good to dream, but, we, but that's good still to have these ambitions of getting... I think you could gain, realistically now, I think you could get to 122. Yeah. I must admit, when I played with Tommy at JTB and on that 10th tee, when I absolutely smoked one, and when it just started, before it just started raining, after yeah. the par three, just before, I, I love that tee shot. I always hit a good one down there. And I hit one really good, and he kind of pulled one a little bit. It wasn't quite a fair comparison, but he was still 20 yards past me. And I was asking him there, like, what's your what's your club head speed normally? He said, I cruise at about 120. I thought, I, I could cruise at 120. Yeah. Why not? See if I do. But it might be a little serious this year. Who knows? But this is, again, though, what... I've had this discussion millions of times, but obviously... Club head speed and ball speed and all this stuff is really important to hitting the ball further. We know that, obviously, and it's been proven by the likes of Bryson and stuff. But again, just speaking back to when I played at Stop the other day, and I've not been hitting my driver very well, and it's a little bit better at the minute, which I'm so excited about. Hit this shot that was the best driver I've probably hit in a year, more, in fact, two, three years. And it was on hole um, 15, so the one before the par three. You got 16 goes back to the oh, clubhouse, yeah. 15, quite a nice holes. A bit of a forward tee, because it was obviously like kind of winter tees. And there's a pylon in the background. And it always feels like weirdly, whenever there's a golf course with a pylon, the pylon's always the perfect thing to aim yeah, at. You know, is. in the distance, it's always like, oh, aim at that pylon or whatever, or that chimney over yeah. there. It's always <laughs> a thing to aim at. So I thought to myself, I'm going to try The church bit. staple. Exactly. Like, there's always something. Steeple. Steeple or staple? S steeple, I think. Yeah. Um, the pointy bit. Yeah, the bit that goes up in the sky. So I aimed at this thing. I thought, right, I'll aim a little bit. There's no trouble either way, which always helps me because I think I can hit it a bit, commit to it more stupidly. I thought, I'm going to aim left of that and fade it and try and land it, essentially what would be on that. Um, I forgot what they're called now. Pylon. Pylon. I basically did it and I hit this, what would be for me, a 10 out of 10. Yeah. It was honestly the perfect shot. The one that I've gone home remembering and keeping on to go and play golf again. 
But I've got no idea what that ball speed was no. or club head speed. No. And then I went to um, Trafford Golf Centre since then, and they've got obviously top tracer in every bay now, and it's hitting drivers. And standard, I'm just going off ball speed and just trying to hit it as hard as I can. I need to tell you something about this in a minute. Okay. And it just makes you think that, like, when you go to the range, it, I know it, it's just so, so different. Like, that shot that you hit when you hit it straight, even if it's 155 ball speed, you're in the fairway, it's fairly long. I think you need to be careful chasing the numbers. It's a complete vanity metric. 100%. I get that. And I think... All it is at the moment, growing up, going through college, when I first turned pro, when I first started making YouTube videos, <clears throat> I've never, ever worried. One part of my game I've never worried about is speed and distance, ever. Yeah. It's never something I've been concerned about. It's never something I've tried to hunt for. Um, I've always kind of had speed and distance. Not the longest in the world, but long enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never felt short. I just feel at the moment, right now, with everything going on in the golfing world, with what Bryson's doing, all these new long drive guys coming in, me getting a little bit older, starting to get closer to 40, and I'm 30, even having a little mess about with you when we go to the driving range or whatever it may be, I'm like, where's my speed? And and that's yeah. my only thing now. I'm like, where's my speed gone? I just want to be able to have that that in my locker. But do you think, again, that's it? like social media, though. Because 100%. If, if, if not, why, why do I want a six-pack? Because I see it on bloody social media. Why do, why that's do why we, you've got an eight-pack to one bear it. <laughs> why, do, why do women want these amazing bodies? Because they see it on they see it on magazines or social media and all sorts. Maybe you could be they? a pioneer, though. There's a lot of trend now, which is quite good, how women post pictures with the belly a bit bloated <laughs> or sat in a funny way. You can be that relatable guy. So you can be like, walking on the driving range, this young-looking lad absolutely tonking it. And then you can go, hey, this is real life. A little, like, 97-mile-an-hour club head speed, right? <laughs> I just yeah, I just feel like being I'm, short is I'm not a problem. Clinging on to my my youth, I'm clinging on to that excited puppy that could smash it as hard as he wanted when he wants to, and I've not got that at the moment. You know, pup. Um, well, what was the you going to say then? A minute ago, you said you so. Gonna... This was funny. So you went to Trafford Centre, yes, on the 27th of December. Yes, I don't know why. Or the 28th. Okay. It's one of those two days, right? <laughs> Saw it. You posted, you went early, didn't you? Yes. Okay, you posted on Instagram. Oh, yes. And you posted a picture of the leaderboard. I was leading a long drive mm. at 3.07. That day, mm -hmm. the kids were like, can we go out? Oh, can we go we out? Go. I'm like, yeah, let's go out. I've got a plan. <laughs> okay. Put the kids' clubs in the car. Yeah. Put my driver in the car. With a 48-inch shaft. Put my glove on. <laughs> Altered the loft of my driver oh, to, to de-loft it, put it in the car. Because I know yeah. at Trafford, to get a long one, you've got to hit it low. Yeah, low descent. On top tracer, you've got to get it yeah. low. Put it in the car, right? So we went to Trafford. First first port of call, mini golf. Yeah. Okay. Loosen up, limber up. 18 holes, mini golf. Me and the three kids. You loved it. Um, believe it or not, Jude lost my golf ball. <sighs> so <laughs> three holes in. Um, I can't remember which course we played. There's lots of water around there anyway. Um... He, he finishes his hole, okay, stupidly, as a three-year-old does, took his ball at the hole and hit it back towards the tee. Right, okay? nice. Goes down down the hill, over the tee, down the path, took a left, kicked off into one of the water hazards. Couldn't get it. <sighs> so Jude's obviously crying. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, oh, for God's sake. And, and we're like three holes in now, so I'm not going to walk back to the main reception because it's a trek with yeah, the three yeah. kids. So I said, there you go. You can take my golf ball. Okay? kind of guy you are. I'm, I'm a nice dad. And you also take a Pro V1, don't you? It's a mini <laughs> golf, so we're not using a Pro I V1. I didn't give him my putter. 
Yeah. Rick took a Scott in it for Probably one with a line on it. It's weird how, like, there's all the parents there waiting and Richard aim pointing every green. <laughs> so, yeah, he pinched my ball. Um, so I kind, of, I kind of potted around and tapped yeah. a few in when I needed to and whatever. Kept, kept the speed of play yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, marshalled. Marshalled. <laughs> so we finished that. So I was like, right, now we're going to the driving range, yeah. okay? Now the kids, to be honest, are loving the driving range at the Good. moment. And they're in a really nice stage where they're loving getting the bucket of balls by the yeah. way, people are waiting for this beef. <laughs> but yeah, we'll come yeah, to we'll the beef, yeah, yeah. Bucket of balls, they love putting the card in, they love seeing all the balls drop out, they love tipping the golf balls into the automated tea dispenser things, whatever they call it. The called. only thing is, if it all goes downhill from this part, though, once they hit a ball in the tees, oh, then... this is good. Oh, they still keep going? They're, they're re- oh, right, at the moment, good. they're really good, right? So tipping the balls in, we've got top tracers set up, and there's, there's no nice benches behind the seats now. Yes, golf they're ball. really nice. So we got into this really nice pattern where each kid hit five golf balls and then they had to swap. So we were in one bay. Yep. That was it. Yep. So as soon as you start going in different bays, certainly at that age, it gets messy. So we're in one bay, five shots, the tee's popping up. I'm giving a little bit of instruction, but they were doing really well. Like they were just... So they, Ivy went, Pearl went, Jude went, I went, mm-hmm. right? So I'm there just with drive. Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm thinking... 307 in mind. Let, let me hit a few little looseners. The problem is we only got 80 balls. Right. Okay. There was four of us, five shots each. So 20 balls each. Yeah. It's not a lot, is no, it? it's not. Well, it's like no. four rounds yeah. of hitting. Okay. So I used my first five as a warm-up, as a taster. Any good ones in there? Didn't break 270. No. Okay. Full, total? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great, Christ. Okay. Uh, first five shots. So the kids are going round. So I'm like desperate for them. Come on, hurry up. Yeah, I want course. to get my five in. So then I thought, I've got to gamble here now. Because as soon as I scan my account yeah so as soon as i log People in to see rick shields pg as soon as i log in i've got to commit to this yeah so if, if i log in right now and my best is 280 that's, that's going there. up on the oh, leaderboard yeah, absolutely yeah. and you're at 307 you're yeah. up there i can see yeah. your name in lights yeah it was in lights <laughs> So I'm thinking... And all these hot chicks come up to me when I'm looking at <laughs> Oh my God, 307! Well, they're all American, weirdly. These chicks. <laughs> Cheerleaders coming yeah. up. Go, go. <laughs> so next five shots, again, little taster. Yeah. Started to see a promise, but yeah. not enough. Okay. okay. Couldn't break 300. So I'm thinking, oh God's sake. So another round of the kids. So now I'm, now I'm taking a gamble. Thinking, do I do it or do I not? I didn't. I didn't commit. To okay. And what did you get long? Nothing. I'm glad it was the right decision. It's on the longest that I was to here so far this year. Out of the 20 shots that I hit, I only had 40 balls. Maybe... No, I had 40 balls. A lot of them were warmed up. So <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, the only other thing that I did annoyingly, I snapped the tea. Did you? Tea, That's yeah. the power of that. But you know, the problem though, you've just hit the nail on the head with signing in to Top Tracer. I went again the other day and the other evening, was it a night or day? I can't remember. I hit some more balls. And I signed in, and I hit weirdly. My longest game was three oh seven, which was bizarre. I didn't think anything of the, the leaderboard. And then somebody um, put a post now Facebook group. That, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. That they'd seen me at the range. They didn't say anything to me. They saw me at the range, and then thought, right, guys, hit a good one. I'll try and beat him. And they got like three twenty. <laughs> so they destroyed me. But I think with top tracer, wind is a big factor, I guess, yeah, isn't it? So if I've you get a little this. bit of wind, and even maybe dropping a real ball every now and again, you can get some big ones. By um, the way, we love top tracer. We love top tracer. Really enjoy. Just top want to tracer. put that out there. I also um, love um, Trafford Golf Centre, so if they want to give me some free balls as a ball card. Do you not get them anywhere? No. Oh, you, you do, don't you? Oh, I've got black card. Yeah, Nando's black card. <laughs> whenever you look at the red card, gets rolled out. <laughs> I'm there paying six quid. I don't, no, it's a good I don't range. Queue, I'm just straight in. I'll tell you what, though, jokes aside, actually, just on top trace there for a second, we were speaking to, to Pete Stiles, who's our director of golf at Trafford a while ago, about the kind of the importance almost now of this kind of tracking your golf shots at the range. 
And I must admit, I do prefer going to a range now. We can actually see data. How much more fun does it make hitting shots? I think I saw as well, there's been a price change. Yes, there has. There's a lot of ads here at the moment, but it's not an ad. need to get paid. And Top Tracer in. Yes. Like so you, get, you yeah. get Top Tracer now included. So basically, I think it works out better for your actual golfer, if that makes sense. If you're an actual golfer who wants Top Tracer, it works out better value. Anyway, we've got beef to cover. Um, so... Oh, Have we covered everything with what you asked me? In the I can't first remember two the questions. first two questions. Now the first question was oh the review. Oh yeah, the reviews, the numbers difference. <laughs> that's a good point. So yeah, drivers wise, I've hit a loads more, and everything that I've saw from the review is what I saw again yesterday. Um, so do the numbers currently on the reviews then? Oh, the actual views numbers. So, yeah, so the actual views. So the Callaway video came out on the fourth of January at, at eight a.m. And as we sit here now, it's had. 399 591 views so we'll call that 400,000 it's yeah. 400 short 400,000 four hours later at 12pm lunchtime on the 4th the TaylorMade Stealth Driver came out and that is sitting on 940,000 views so, so literally more, more than yeah well more than double why? I honestly don't believe I've known a driver that has ever had I was going to say even in the last 10 years almost ever that's had as much hype around the stealth. The only one I would possibly think of in fairly recent history, but it was before the internet, certainly well before YouTube, would be with the R7 potentially. Mm. But even in modern times, I really don't feel think so. like the stealth had an unbelievable amount of interest about mm-hmm. the driver. Why? For a number of reasons, I think. You've got a red faced carbon face driver. Yes. Like that straight away is a is a really interesting topic. The reds point. killed it. The red fed that must have been a gamble on their part. Yeah. Because they must be thinking this is going to be quite polarizing. Yeah. But as soon as you see something that's so visible, so iconic, and it's it's carbon, it's like, what the hell is this? It's different. It's so different. So you had that. Yes. You had the fact that they had the perfect storm in December. Yes. Tiger Woods, out of out of pretty much nowhere announces his potential return to golf. Mm-hmm. Like, literally out of nowhere. He played in the PNC with Charlie Woods, which, did you see the viewing figures? The PNC, last year, certainly in America, had more viewing figures than the Open Championship in 2021. It's outrageous. It kind of upsets me in a way, but it's fair enough. How it? mad is that? Yeah. So Tiger playing with Charlie Woods at the PNC, the, dads and, the, the, the fun yeah, competition. Yeah. Tiger... Pops the stealth in the bag. Like, for Taylor May, that must have been thinking, well, if we're going to launch it, there's nobody better in the world to launch it. Perfect. So he puts it in the bag. He then goes and plays pretty well. Nearly wins the thing. Yeah. I think the only thing that would have made it better, if Charlie Woods would have had one in the bag too. Yeah. <laughs> if looking back at was it. Was he Sim 2? He was Sim yeah. 2. So they had this perfect storm. Tiger's using it. They've got this mystery around the red face. It's mm. very eye-catching. And then the rollout back into the the 4th of Jan, I don't believe I've ever seen a a company nail the marketing as well as TaylorMade did on the stealth. Oh, it was was, was perfect. All the content around it, the teaser clips, the main clips they released on the day. I must admit, obviously, we had it for review. I don't think I've ever seen as many reviews of a driver. Like, they seem to get it into a lot of reviewers' hands. Yeah. Um, a lot of influencers' hands. I've seen even now this last week, it, they've continued this. They've they've now shipping out these really nice uh, presentation boxes mm-hmm. to like like Eric Anders Lang, for example. I think you've got one, but we probably won't do anything with it. Um, so it's like a Seamus 
head cover and it comes with the red paint, apparently a, rock, cool. a pot of red paint because all this is about start line and all this bollocks. <laughs> um, so in general, they absolutely nailed it. On the flip side, Callaway was really quiet Cal- this year. Callaway was very poor, let's be honest. I know, well, we were due to go to the Top Tracer event in January uh, in Vegas, which people might be wondering why we're not there. That got cancelled because of COVID. And obviously Callaway were going to be there as well, launching the driver. And that got cancelled as well. So I think part of the content plan was to ut- utilise the, the week in Vegas. So that didn't happen. But still, they probably could have had some more stuff in the locker to help yeah. promote the driver. I think the other big thing as well, there wasn't that much different this no. year. It's a, a name that people have heard before. Yeah. Callaway Rogue. Rogue. We're, yeah. We're, I, subconsciously, I've heard that already before. So like, why is that new? It wasn't massively eye-catching. It's a lovely looking driver. I've said this in the review. It's lovely. I actually really like it. But it's not that different to anything else. Yeah. It's not visibly technology difference. And people love this visible technology. You know, TaylorMade had that massive thing with the twist face, speed injection twist face. That, again, was visible technology. When um, they had the carbon crown on, like, the M1, M2, that's visible technology. I don't feel like Callaway always does that. They have the jailbreak, but it's hidden behind yeah, the face. And I think as well, there's there's two kind of... Well, there's obviously several different ways of bringing the product to market, but there's two for me. There's really two key ways that when a new product comes out, they're either kind of absolutely revolutionary, or certainly in the marketing eyes, revolutionary, i.e. stealth over Sim 2. TaylorMade will tell you till the cows come home how different it is, how yeah. groundbreaking it is. That's one kind of story. The other kind of story is more the kind of evolution. But if brands do that right, that can actually get as much excitement yeah. sometimes. For example... We know now, very soon, even probably this week, the, t- the Titleist SM9 Vokies are coming out, which yep. obviously replaced the SM8, which replaced the SM7, <laughs> and keep going with that. You know, Pro V1 every two years comes out, and the name doesn't change. Again, Titleist have like the T100 Irons, which they've now built a franchise of, will get replaced. Ping, kind of similar-ish with the G range, will get replaced. Yep. When it's a brand, and you see it in, like, in, certainly in, in iPhone, just the number changes, or yep. in cameras, the Sony Mark One, Mark Two. When a brand does that and does it well that can gain as much excitement because people know with Vokey, you're going to get a good wedge. Yes. And they almost kind of have this feeling that they're not going to change them just for the sake of it. They will be every couple of years, but they'll be a little bit different, but they're still going to be very good. When a brand like, again, like TaylorMade does, brings out an old singing, old dancing name and story, that again creates excitement. I think Callaway tried to do both. They kind mm-hmm. of go one year, they go, this is the new da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And this year it's just like, oh, this is a small kind of change. You kind of get a bit lost as a consumer. Yeah. Well, should I get excited about this? Is it just a tweak? What is it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think for Callaway, the brand that they are, they have to every year, like TaylorMade, try and do is bring something out that is very different. Yeah. Um, because even with Sim 2, that was kind of like not as much excitement. as like, oh, you've just done Sim again. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? But even like just word on the street, like, again, I bumped into a couple of guys at Torex yesterday. Have a guess what driver they're asking me yeah. about? Yeah. Like that's all they're asking me about. They're not asking me about Callaway Driver. Um, so, yeah, like I say, it's a bit of a marketing ploy. I think they nailed it this year. The viewing figures obviously saw that. Um, I'm so glad everyone enjoyed our review. Um, it's honest, it's truthful, it's factual, it's everything that we've done for the last eight years of reviewing well, products. that's what I'm going to come on to next. But what, what's interesting as well, though, is like at the moment, and certainly in the world we live in, we can only go off views, likes, comments, interest. Number three trended on YouTube. Number three trended on YouTube. What will be interesting, though, is because it's kind of, you know, YouTube views and excitement's one thing, is actually, let's give it, they both, they both launched, I think, in February. Let's maybe come back to this conversation in July when they've actually had a couple of months of being out on the shelves yeah. and see how well they're selling. Because sometimes you can be 
fooled by social media to some degree. And who knows, people may go into the shop for a stealth, try it and not be impressed. I'm not saying they will be. And then go, let's try that Callaway and then absolutely love it. Yep. So maybe Pound Notes will tell a real story. But speaking of your review um, and you know how good it was, how well it went down and how much effort we, you know, we put into it, there's obviously a website. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I called My Golf Spy, and this is probably a short clip on, on YouTube as well for those who want to dip in. Um, My Golf Spy are an independent website. They've got, well, kind of everything out there, really. Website, social media yeah. platform, YouTube channel. Um, podcast, podcast. And, and do a very good job from, from what I have often been on there. There's kind of those guys as Golf WRX as well, who are the two that you kind of think of. And what's really interesting is they have a lot of a, a big audience and their audience probably differs from ours a little bit in the sense that they're much more the hardcore golfer yeah. and the hardcore kind of equipment enthusiast as well who want to see clubs weeks and months before they come out and know yeah, every detail and know really the kind of intricate facts. Whereas our audience, we have some of those, which is great. But we have a much bigger audience that you casuals just want to quick dip in and out, of get the top line figures. What was interesting then was my golf spy. They have a forum that's very busy, very active, and they also have obviously website articles. Below their website articles, people can comment if they're signed into an account. And sometimes my golf spy will respond to comments. Okay. Within this article about about uh, stealth, there was a comment from a, a just a kind of a, a random viewer, um, reader, whatever, who mentioned that in your 
review, you didn't see much difference yeah. from stealth over Sim 2. Whereas they were saying how they found massive ball speed gains across the whole team. What was interesting then was my golf spy replied to said comment as the my golf spy account. So obviously okay. I have several staff, so I'm not sure who it was who wrote that comment, but it came under the my golf spy brand. Anyway, gets the comment. Okay. They said, when you get the size of a Rick Shields, I think you have a responsibility to do it right and be better. It's really unfortunate that someone hitting five or ten shots than a driver can impact a company that has been working 20 years to develop. Uh, then it goes on to say, we have been testing golf equipment for over a decade now and we understand and respect the responsibility to do it right for the consumer. After 10 plus years of testing, what I can tell you is that the majority of these products that get released have to use words and marketing to make their products sound good. The reality, though, is something close to the fact they are less than good. They are average at best and really are much better than the product they told you to buy last year, which is also the best. When it comes to stealth, what I can tell you is that they I have never seen a single product in the driver category produce ball speed and personal records for every staff member at my golf spy that tested the product. That is a first. Will it be better for everyone? Maybe not. But we need to give kudos or something when it actually deserves it. And then it's a couple bit couple more lines, but not massively much else that adds to what I've just said. So Rick. You've wow. hit five or ten shots with a driver. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, that, first off, is yeah, because I've hit a lot more than five to ten Can shots. Can we get bleeped out, Matt? That's <laughs> um, Yeah, that's, 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 that's quite insulting, actually. It is. That's actually a really insulting comment. Um, I, I feel like there's, there's been... That's disrespectful, to be honest. I feel like that that comment, the way that they've disregarded um, my review by saying I've only hit five to ten shots. So we'll cover that in a minute because yeah. you obviously know the truth behind that. Um, I find it very interesting that they seem to, um, I'm not questioning this, but seem to categorically say that every single team member has picked up ball speed. Mm-hmm. That's that's bold. Mm. That's very bold. And is that ball speed on every shot or on good hits or miss hits? What what is that they've gained yeah. ball speed mean just overall or what how does that look? And, and is that comparable to the driver that they've currently yeah. using? So they can't question my um authenticity or or diligence if they're not actually going to show that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Yeah, that sounds that's bold. I didn't pick up ball speed. When I when I tested it against Sim 2, I did not pick up ball speed. You saw it in the video. Um from let, let's let's rewind back to the to the what was the date? About the 10th of December. Yes. We went down to TaylorMade HQ. We did. And over from America, the chief driver engineer, yeah, and the chief iron engineer flew over to America to present the product to me and Guy. Yeah. Um, with the intention of telling us all about the information of the golf equipment and the very same day fitting us for the product at North Hans, where Justin Rose kind of grew up playing golf on the driving range there. And I've been to many, 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 many of these presentations, as you have. Yeah. And they're all certainly tailor-made, very, very hyped presentations. The videos that you watch are just out of this world and you think, oh my God, this has to be the best club in the world. You do? But I've become a bit more switched on now to go, okay, I've seen this year after year, year after year, year after year. I know that this is just a hype video. Yeah. The truth is going to be when I start hitting this product. So I went to North Hans 
and um, we probably got there at around about half 10, 11. Yeah, I can't remember the exact timings now, but it, uh, yeah, before lunch, maybe 11, yeah. So on the driving range there, they had this big kind of bubble driving range, this very kind of secretive hub on the driving range set up. And in there, they'd um, arrange for one of their best club fitters mm-hmm. in the country, who's from the Wirral. He's a really nice guy, actually. Um, His name's up my mind right now, but it's... I feel like it's Mickey or... Anyway, he came down from the Wirral and he was there. He was the chief fitter for the session, okay? So started off hitting some irons, hitting some three woods, getting loose and this, this, that, and the other. Now, one of the things that I never, ever do in these scenarios, because I've seen it before in the past and I absolutely hate it, they always say, bring your gamer. Yes. Which I hate that term anyway. But bring your gamer. Bring the driver that you've currently got. But that's not what I'm there for because it just becomes a dick measuring competition. Yeah, well, all they want to do then is you hit some with your drive, which at the moment is a ping G425 max. So that's kind of irrelevant. You will hit five or 10 with that while you're loosening up and you might get a best one of 163 ball speed. Yeah. As long as they then get one with their drive that gets 163.1. After X amount yeah, of shots. They, they, and, they've they've and beat it, yours. I just don't like it. it. It's not a nice scenario. I've done it. I've made the mistake with brands before. I had an awful experience with this at Titleist once. At their They're much better now, though, aren't they? Oh yeah, because I'm I'm a lot more yeah yeah I'm a lot more um, switched on with it. But it, but surely to some degree, if you're a customer paying for a product, then your current drive is important because they want to see your shot patterns. And yeah. also, it sounds bad. A lot of golfers overestimate how far they hit it. We all do. I probably do it as well. So you say, yeah, you know, I normally hit my own driver three hundred yards. You've not got your own driver with you then. And then you start hitting their one 290. Yeah. Well, I've lost 10. In reality, your own yeah. might go 270. But I but know my numbers. You know your numbers. And also, this isn't the point. You're getting fitted the best spec for you from TaylorMade Stealth's 2022 lineup. Yeah. Your current drive in that instance is borderline irrelevant. Well, it yeah. is because it's... Forget that. Because I'm not... you play golf with. And I'm currently not after distance with that yeah. driver. I know it's not the longest driver yeah. I could be using. I know it's not going to give me the fastest well, It's the speed. max version for a start. It's not I'm, an LS Tech. But I know it's hitting me fairways. Yeah, That's exactly. why I'm using it currently. So anyway... Um, I didn't take that and I never do 20 fittings. So I started hitting, I think I actually started hitting Stealth uh, Sim 2 first. You, uh, Maybe to warm up. Okay, I think you did actually, yeah. Um, they, had, they had a Sim 2 there and I was hitting the Sim 2 and I was collecting some numbers and they had that trap man and I had my GC quad but didn't actually set it up at first. So um, I was hitting the driver shots and, and at this point I'm just taking in the information. This is my first hit of a product. Um, I don't often show this in a video because it can sometimes come across as it's almost too brandy. Well, first of all, you're in a tent that's got tailor-made logos exactly. everywhere. And it's not really that for me. It's not massively content. It's you no. getting hitting a shot and going, that's not the right club, or them telling yeah. you it's not the right shaft. It's not really that exciting to watch. And and it's, like, the main reason, like I say, it's, it's too tailor-made. Yeah. Like, I like to do things in my own time, on my own space, in my own setting, with my own team. That's where I'm comfortable as soon as I'm in this setting, it's like, it's not a particularly comfortable setting well, for me either. And, and also as well, we, we, you know, you want to make the best videos you can, the most honest reviews you can, which we believe you do. And even with that mindset, it, it's, we do do this, but it's quite difficult to turn around to somebody and say, it's not very good. When the guy that's designed the driver is stood there. I mean, I, we, I no, well, you, you, no, you did, but it's hard. Then you shove a camera in, in yours and his face. It can get a little bit, these guys naturally, they're very good at the jobs. They're so passionate about the product. It's easy to do that away from them when we've had yeah, time to, and also we need time to think about what we want to say and articulate it in hopefully the best way so i'm trying to think of so then i started hitting stealth 
stealth plus stealth normal. They were fitting me and the guy did a nice job fitting. I, I always, I'm always a little bit concerned about fittings because sometimes I'm hitting a driver really nice. I'm loving it. And they're taking it away and putting a different shaft in. Yeah. And I'm like, no, give me that back. I like that. Don't change it. Don't tweak it. So I was quite strict with that as well. Um, I was in this bubble thing and I was hitting off a mat and I didn't particularly like the mat. So I went out onto the grass at, at the front of the bay and uh, they had all TP5s there. Again, not my normal golf ball, but TP5s, Trapman. And then I set my GC quad as well because I thought I just need to get my own numbers mm -hmm. here as well just so I've got some clarity. Realistically, how many golf balls do you think I hit? Well, I was stood there freezing. <sighs> I don't want to say student now. I want to think properly. Well, they had that. They had that bag of balls. Yeah, the shag bag. I would say you might disagree on this. In the region of one fifty. Yeah, I would say that. I was going to say. I was going to say about one twenty. Yeah. So to the point where I'd hit all the golf balls in the in the bag, they had to go and get extra golf balls. Yeah, it was I'd a good couple of hours, them. and it was hitting a few. Then it might be a minute hitting it, but it was a lot of golf balls. And the reason being because I was questioning what I was seeing mm -hmm. from the product. I wasn't quite seeing from the product what I expected to see, yeah. comparing it to, to Sim 2, comparing it to Stealth, doing a, comp a com direct comparison there and then, and asking them the questions, why am I not seeing more ball speed right now? Well, they ended up coming up with the conclusion, which is quite strange, that the golf balls you were hitting, which were their golf balls, their TP5, which the night before they were claiming is longer than Titleist Pro V1, were cold and that they'd been left in the cold under this tent overnight and because they were cold they weren't going very far which was a bit strange when you fit in yeah. somebody anyway we then obviously took the drivers well got sent the drivers in the specs that you got fitted for and then you did a lot more testing which again some is on camera some isn't on camera I would say the audience have probably seen 10% of what we've actually I was literally going to say 10% yeah so in, in the video I mean I, even less I don't know actually because even when I, when I go Tour X and I was hitting all those drivers, we're in that room for a couple of hours. Oh, you don't see all drivers. the shots. Like, there's no point in seeing all the shots. But, but what I what I kind of come back to with the comment from my golf spy, and, and, and they can criticise how what we do, what you do, what you say, as much as they want, and they're very intelligent people, so I'm not questioning their kind of, um, the way they do things at all, really. But what I am questioning is how would they say we hit five yeah. to ten shots? Because even on the video, you hit well more than five or ten yeah, shots, yeah. obviously. But surely they know from kind of content creation, the experiments they do, that the actual product you show the consumer, which might be a, a 10 minute video, 20 minute video, so much goes into that. Even the editing process can take days. Like they obviously know you've not hit five yeah. or 10. So why, why are they using that as kind of a low blow suggest? And, and I have, and this is where I, I think it differs. I massively respect their testing, their testing process. Yeah, yeah. And again, this goes back to this point, and I, and I know, I think there is a bit of a, um, a, a divide between this. I still think it's my own review where they do a test, a very, a very, very big test with lots and lots of different golfers um, of different abilities to come up with their actual summary. Yeah. Typically. Um, but yeah, to go back to the point of hitting only five or six shots, that's absolute horse. I think an element of this does come from like a jealousy thing. The fact that these guys and other people spend so long on, like we do, as you just said, creating a review for a product. And then we put ours out that gets 900,000 views, which they can't compete with. I, I think the, uh, another thing I do want to actually, yeah, I do, possibly. The other thing I want to touch on that is this idea that they're saying TaylorMade have been working on this for 20 years. Okay, well, that's fine. It should still work for me first shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. It should it should still work for me in five shots. Yeah. If that's their defense. Like if this new yeah, product Yeah, what point does it start to work? Yeah. Yeah. If this new product is so revolutionary that they're claiming it is, that they fine if that's what they believe. If they believe it's so unbelievably revolutionary that the fact why should it take more than five shots for yeah, me to yeah. figure that out? We only have one shot on a t- on the first tee, don't we? Of course you? you do. So so maybe in future we should only hit five shots in a review. Well, yeah. <laughs> because like I say, that's that is you need more than that, realistically, to just to figure out the weight of the driver and the feel of it and whatever else. But if it's that good, it should work straight out the box. I think what really opened my eyes as well is when you were hitting shots, and obviously I think you had a couple of minutes where you kind of had a breather because you were hitting so many shots, and that's right to do. You don't want to be putting lazy swings in it. One of the guys said to me, oh, you have a shot guy. Now, bear in mind, I've been stood there freezing for 45 minutes at this point. Longer, in fact, this was over an hour at this point. So I put your glove on and I hit three shots. Now, as I just said earlier, when I've got a little bit more comfortable with a driver, but at this point, this is only a month or so ago, but I was so hating it in a driver. I felt so unnatural over the golf ball. But I hit three. I don't know if you remember this. I do. The first one I hit was straight but thin. The yep. kind of shot that on the course you would take on the first tee, but not pretty, but didn't it worked. Bl- didn't blow you away. Exactly. But it wasn't a driver. That was just me. It was a bad shot, but it would have hit a fairway. would have been, okay, let's move on and let's, let's hit the next shot. My second shot with it was a massive 50-yard block, which I can do, obviously. And the third and final shot was a massive snap-up left because of my early extension and my golf swing. So I can hit those three shots straight, right or left. It's horrible. don't know when I'm going to hit it when I stand on the tee. But now I'm not for one second blaming that driver. Of course I'm not. It wasn't probably in the exact right spec for me. It was my first three swings of the day. I was feeling horrible. I had loads of layers on. Exactly. But, you know, really kind of like off swings. But what it does show you, though, is it still is you. In that instance, I hit three shots. Two would have been out of bounds. No matter if that driver is the brand new one that's took 20 years yeah. to make, whatever, it still does come down to you. And yeah. I know, again, you said this in reviews, but no golf club, no matter how good the market is, no golf club is a magic wand. You've still got to put good swings in it. Of course it. you do. And it seems like people sometimes aren't happy either way. If you test a product and rave about it, that's not good. And if you test a product and say it's not as good as people say, that's not good. But yeah. we've got no reason to say product's not great if it no. is. If anything, that makes it better for us. If that driver gave you 20 yards, yeah. that would have been an really? amazing video. Like a better video, more views. I think, again, what what maybe other... I don't know. I don't want to say that because that's, that's, not, that's not fair. I think I'll, I'll talk from my point. What I've become so much more unbelievably more comfortable with right now is I know what I say on video that comes out of my mouth is what I found. Mm-hmm. And what I found, what effect that's going to have on the world of tailor-made, it's not my issue. Yeah. Like, that's not my issue. If they decide, or any brand that decides not to send me products because they don't like what I do, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll go and buy it a month later and review it exactly mm-hmm. the same way. They're yeah. going to get the same video. It'll just be a month later. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, it's, an, it's, it's frustrating me, that article, or that reply, shall I say, and I'd love to know who it's from. And if someone from my golf spy would like to send me an email and explain mm-hmm. what that means, I'd love to hear that. And we can share it on the podcast for next week. Mm-hmm. I think your silence wouldn't particularly be great. And if you came out here fighting, it'd be interesting to know what you're going to be fighting about. But let's see. Yeah. Basically, you didn't gain anything. You gained nothing. I didn't gain anything. Oh. I know. Another quick little, what, what I, this is funny though, because again, there was, um, whenever Taylor made bring out a driver in particular, as we said earlier on, it gains loads of loads of eyeballs, uh, excitement, negativity, just general chat. 
And I suppose you can't have all excitement without having some level of negativity. So it's kind of essential. It's part yeah. of it. But what makes me laugh is people who have this perception that it's almost a bad thing to want a new driver because mm. although we've just said then there's no real difference that's fine but you can still want it if you're a massive tailor-made fan you're a massive tiger fan or it's your birthday and you want to treat yourself to a new driver and you just want the latest sometimes you know there's not much difference but you want the latest that's fine but what you see a lot is people commenting saying no way i'm going to get sucked into buying that driver it's no better than last year's i'm going to go and buy a sim 2 now at reduced price now, in theory, that comment makes sense because, okay, yeah, there is no difference, so why would you not go and buy a SIM 2 for cheaper? Yeah. But that same person was saying the same thing last year and yeah. the year before. Yeah. So why buy a SIM 2? Why not go and buy the M5? Because yeah. when the M5 to the next driver, which was the SIM, wasn't it? You said there was no difference. And then to the SIM to the SIM 2, the same person said there's no difference. And then from the SIM 2 to the to the cell, saying there's no difference. So why not go and buy an M5 yeah. for 100 quid? Exactly. Why spending three fifty on a sim two? And and again, this is I understand why people do it. Again, comments go, "I'm not good. That's bloody ridiculous. This bloody carbon face, and it's so expensive, and all this." I would never, I would never use one of them. I bet bottom dollar they would have probably entered the giveaway. Yeah, that I did well, yeah. for the two million, <laughs> just because they want it. They they secretly want it. It's just that people can't always justify. Well, that's it. If they want to spend that much money on it, like I, I don't care that my I got my car is new. Well, it's new to me. I got it a year ago. And it was like four years old when I got it. So it was not a new car. But there's obviously newer versions of that car come out. But I'm not that offended or bothered because I'm not no. that into cars. But I think as golfers, we kind of like to have the latest gear. Uh, of if course. You claim it, and you don't need it, obviously. We've done loads of videos on that. But people kind of who are into the golf do quite like having the latest gear. And it also hurts when new stuff comes out. And, and an example, again, going back to Vokey, I've got the SM8s. Only had them six months or so. Love them to bits. The grooves are still perfect. The grips are perfect. Don't need to replace them. I'm a little bit like... Not upset, but like a little bit, oh, that the SM9s are coming out because mine will technically be a model old, which yeah. is ridiculous. I would never get the SM9s, don't need them. But do you know what I mean? I yeah, feel I get, like yeah. that, so I do get that. But anyway. What, um, um, question, do you, I know Kat Taylor said this in the presentation. Do you think they're really going to stick with Carbon Face now for for the foreseeable? Um, well, it's a weird one, isn't it? I imagine they probably will. But does that not prove that it's actually not that much different if it's so easy to swap? Yeah. But then why the furry wood's not carbon fibre? Yet. No, well, exactly. Everything's the carbon wood era. If you've taken 20 years, surely you could have launched the furways at the same time. Yeah. It's the same old, isn't it? It starts to think it's a bit predictable in golf. Brand brings out key hero technology in the driver. Not in the three wood this year. Yeah. Next year, it will be. Should we do the C4 versus Stealth? That would be good. Carbon versus carbon. Yeah. 20 years apart. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want a couple of Facebook questions to wrap it up? It's been Do a it. good episode so far. Um, just first as well, I know we said kind of at the start, but um, big happy new year to everyone in the clubhouse because the people that Only listen... to the people in the clubhouse. Yes. And <laughs> we've still had a few comments people on the group, on our Facebook group, which is the Rick Shields Golf Show, asking what is the clubhouse. It's a simple format, Rick, simple concept. If you've listened to every episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show, you are in the clubhouse. Yeah. It's a great place, the clubhouse, isn't it? The best. It's um, comfortable. It's always a really nice temperature. Perfect. Like, it's not... You know, you go to a room and you're not warm, you're not cold. You don't even think about the temperature. The temperature doesn't become a thing. And weirdly, it adjusts to each individual. It does. So if you want to wear a hoodie, it's fine for you. If you want to just have a t-shirt on, yeah. absolutely fine. What? Sometimes you wear no clothes at all. No, clo is, clothing yeah. is... is um, well, that time I walked mandatory. in, you had no clothes on. I know, but we don't talk and about And a stealth that. in one hand. I thought, I, thought I was on my own. <laughs> we're the first people to ever open the clubhouse. <laughs> Why am I so short? <laughs> what are you Rick? Um, <laughs> I want more length. I kept screaming at the top of his voice. Um, Looking in the mirror. Yeah. Naked. So, got a few questions off Facebook. Uh, next week, obviously, we're going to be back again to our usual um, little, what we, what's it, I forgot, features. So, we've got, obviously, like, Nightmare Golf Shots not done for a while. 
um the um dear rick which is a big feature you can yeah. ask rick a question i think redemption. your mind's in a good place now yeah and the redemption as well so if you've your done some in a good place yeah because like you've had your christmas holiday you're back on it you're back gonna be in the gym you're gonna Can't be really mentally to get back today to be honest yeah you're gonna be gaining speed gaining distance on it yeah and then the um, what was that i've forgotten forgive or i feel like forgot. this is what two weeks off does to you yeah forgive or condemn where people can write in they've done something wrong so get those in at uh, podcast at rickshields.com. We'll get one from my girl spine. You know what's an issue as well, actually? Um, how many people spell your name incorrectly? It's ridiculous, isn't it? So yesterday I bought a pair of jeans, which you know about. I've got some new Levi's jeans. I don't want to flex too much, but I fancied a new pair of jeans. A little bit of a baggier cut than normal. I'm sick of the real skinny jeans. <laughs> and I went into Levi's and they send, if you join the whatever club, you get a five pound off. I yeah. thought, I'm not made of money, I'll save a five. I've got to go to a stealth driver. Um, and they asked me email address, and I gave a work email just because it was a bit easier to, the other one's nonsense. Anyway, she spelt Shields wrong. I just had to correct Mad, her, even though I'd already told her how to spell it. I made me think, I bet a lot of people send their emails to the wrong email address. Oh, yeah. So it's podcast at Rick, which you can't get too far wrong. Well, you can. It's R-I-C-K. Yeah, R-I-C-K. S-H-I-E-L-S dot com. It's not... .co.uk, it's not .net, it's not .org, it's .com. Um, also, you can reach out to us via the Facebook group as well, which is 70,000 members who seem to get a lot of hole-in-ones. Considering, <laughs> considering the odds of a hole-in-one, like one in a billion or whatever it's meant to be. It's not one in a billion. Well, it's what a lot, it? one in a lot. It's one, more than one, in a lot. Is, more than, <laughs> one in a lot. Um, but there's always hole which is great. There's also, what I really liked, I think this same guy tweeted you as well, but he put it in the group. He had his first birdie. Yeah, it was good, that. That was really wholesome. I think that's something that, but also what I love more than, almost more than seeing people put that in is the reaction it gets. Because sometimes I'll see that and think that's awesome and I'll accept it into the group. And then I'll, maybe a few hours later, I think, I hope that's done okay and they've had no kind of weird negativity. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, this is getting so many likes and comments and it must be really, um, kind of, what's the word, like confidence building yeah. almost. So it's oh, good. He's achieved something I've not achieved this year. Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost a few golf balls already this year. Anyway. You so must have made a birdie already. Yeah, I made a birdie. You're playing. Yeah, I made a birdie. Yeah. Hit some long drives, middle of the birdies. <laughs> um, so we've had some questions on the Facebook group as well. I've got four good ones. Um, so this is from Matthew. He said, why do you think that Wilson is not the whole household name in golf that it used to be? Is it because they cater for the high handicappers um, or they just won't shell out money for bigger names? Now, obviously you've done that video... That, um, you did the thing with Wilson a number of years ago, yep. which was, well, you worked for the Golf Channel on a Wilson kind of show. But just before, actually, we get on to that, obviously, I've been playing golf kind of the same time as you, so about 96, 97, I started. But a number of brands like Wilson who were absolute the market leaders. Correct. To not, and I'm going to reel some off now. You might have some that I've not mentioned, but I'm going to reel some off. Links. Yeah. Wilson. Maxfly. Yeah. Hippo. Dunlop. Now, maybe the Hippo and Dunlop weren't as big, but they were I decent hip brands. Hippo was Hippo, popular. Yeah. Um, Strata, for the golf yeah. balls. McGregor. Yeah. Slazinger. Now, they were they were a sports direct brand now, but Slazinger were the real mm. deal back in the day, maybe more it's 80s, 70s. Yeah. Housen. Yeah. Housen. Tommy Armour. Yeah. And Spalding. Yeah. Adams. Adams, yeah. Was a big one. Mizuno Drivers. Yeah, Mizuno Drivers was a big one. I know they still make them, yeah, but no, they were big exactly. in the day. Uh, so it's weird how... There will, but people again are watching this or listening or whatever. Comment below if you've got any more brands that were kind of really big 10, well, 20 years ago, maybe even more. It'd be interesting if you properly looked at if there's any patterns that emerged with all of those yeah, brands. things they've done kind of wrong yeah. or they've changed. Well, they're quite different, some of them. But let's take, for example, Wilson. Obviously, yeah. that was the question. I think back in the day, if I'm not mistaken, I'd still believe Wilson have the most major wins 
using their irons. I feel like they do because it was a lot of the opens, wasn't yeah. it? In in the whatever years. Uh, even like Padre Carrington, it, yeah, only yeah. in the last kind of few decades mm. have won has won opens with them. And then Gary Woodland a couple of years ago won won a major with yeah. using the Wilson irons as well. Um for me, I think that if you looked at it from a business standpoint, I think he's probably ne- nailed it on the head with two things. I think back in the day, they made phenomenal irons, really, really good, brilliant blades. They were, they were killing it. I think with a lot of these brands now, as Callaway and TaylorMade have started to do, they try and make everything, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. And probably you've got each brand really has um, its own exact um like specialty almost. yeah does that make sense yeah, so yeah. like i would say TaylorMade is more of a wood company yes i would say that for example um tightless is more of a ball company yeah i would say that ping is more of an iron company a putter company sorry ping yeah for its original originally roots. and then i think wilson what they start to do is try and make too many different products mm drivers wedges golf ball putters etc etc which is still trying to do right now and i also think they also tried to captivate the the package set market yes they did i think when they were really popular they also tried to go well we're killing it up here yeah, yeah. at the best players in the world good players how do we kill it down here as a mass product well our wilson deep red now is yeah. kind of that package set brand which is decent gear it was at the time Wilson Deep Red was their premium line, it was. and then they kind of brought it Fat down shafts. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think then the guys who were up here, who regard Wilson as being the best of the best, start to look at these package sets and go, "Ah, mm. I'm now being associated with this brand." Yeah. Yeah, a bit like what PHG have done yeah. recently. Yeah. I think we've seen this exact same trend, but with PHG, they came out with these ridiculously expensive clubs, really aspirational. Everybody wanted to try them. I was getting pestered about testing PHG. Mm-hmm. They've gone off the planet now. Yeah. They're making package sets. Like, I never thought I'd see that. Strange, isn't it? If, I, if they were going to make a package set, I wanted to see them make a 12 grand package set. Yeah. Not a thousand pounds package set, which I think what they, they've brought out now. Sort of RAM as well, by the way. RAM was a good one. So I think over time what these brands sometimes do is maybe get a little bit greedy and try and captivate every single market i would say the only real brand that has done that in the last decade or so and i'm not talking in golf is probably apple Mm. i probably would say apple the only brand that have actually managed to captivate the laptop market the phone market the music market the speaker market you know what they do very differently though although they do, you're completely right they take the time don't yeah. they so they I don't know what year Apple was formed but the first iPhone was I think 07 so it took a long time yeah. and then like the wireless headphones were such a long but time they didn't come out that. with the phone did they no exactly they started with the actual yeah. big Macs yeah no exactly so it makes you think that like just some of the golf brands rush into it it's like, again we've used this example a lot of times but Mizuno just it baffles me how again it's nothing Mizuno equipment is fantastic if I was playing a, if I did play with a guy or whatever, when I went to go and play at Stockport, let's say he was off a five handicap and had Wilson irons, sorry, Mizuno irons, I think nothing of it. If they say, oh, what ball are you playing over because Mizuno won, you're almost thinking, why are you using Mizuno ball? Mm. It just seems like it's hard for one brand. I think Titleist is probably the only one and TaylorMade, really, who do everything. But I think Titleist well. Callaway, clever I guess, a few. in the fact that they um, headhunted experts in each yeah. field. So Titleist were making golf ball and they went, right, Let's make some wedges. Yeah. We'll lose the best person in wedges, Bob Vokey. 
Okay, you're going to come with us. Who's the best person making putters right now? Scott Cameron. Okay, you're going to come with us. I think as well, another thing that comes down to it that often we don't kind of even consider is the actual, forgetting about just golf for a moment, it's the actual brand themselves and what is their kind of focus. So Wilson Sporting Goods um, are owned by Amos Sports, which is a massive sporting yeah. company. But obviously Wilson are very big in tennis and other racket sports. So I don't know, I mean, I'm sure we could find this out with a bit of research, maybe we should have done some before, but I don't know in terms of what golf actually makes up the market of their business. Well, I, I, I went to, in Chicago and I went to Wilson HQ. Yeah. I went in with this mindset, it's a golf yeah. company. It, it, golf yeah. was a tiny little space yeah. in this gigantic office in Chicago. So it's how much have they it, want it to put was, into it? It was tennis. I'm, I'm sure there it's was some crazy stat, like they make more tennis balls than do golf balls. Oh yeah, I'm surprised. Like they sell so many more rackets. They, they sell footballs and American footballs and, you know, the, it, for the company like Wilson, golf is such a like a side project yeah, yeah. almost. Where probably other brands like a Callaway or a Taylor made, that's all they do right now. Yeah. Um and ping, so to speak. I've got a couple more questions and then I've got one last thing actually that I forgot to mention during the kind of body of the podcast, which I think is really important. So um from Brad, he said predictions for Rick's temporary sports interest in twenty twenty two. So we've had darts was a couple of years ago. Yeah. We've had football, we've had badminton. Um, F1 I've really got into F1 really? so F1's Land, a big Lando one Norris followed me the other day did he? and Carlos Sykes follows me I don't know who that one is but... uh, Ferrari driver oh wow so this year's going to be F1 football yeah. still there? football died off a bit loosely loosely still there what else could we, What else could you get into this year then do you think anything else my that... mate went and played Jay yeah yeah played tennis last night oh Jay's name's not actually Jay is it? it's yeah. like um, no, it's, it's like, Jonathan yeah. yeah I thought it was like actually James he'll be loving this by the way the shout out so our girls go to brownies together yeah. and he told me he's turned up in his shorts, hoodie on, he's, he's dead buzzed and he's going, I'm going playing tennis after this. Oh, tennis, no, hard tennis. I'm not in, I'm not a tennis so person. Much harder. I don't think I've ever played, there's, there's a couple of sports I've never played, tennis and rugby. 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 We actually got an email the, the other day. I saw that, yeah. To promote rugby, but I was like, I can't promote rugby because oh. I don't know nothing about rugby. You know what I watched the day? You know those weird programs like um, where people move abroad or whatever, yeah. and then they have like a business and stuff. It's like how they get on with it. There's this sport, I can't remember what it's called. It's basically like paddle or something, and it's basically badminton, tennis, oh, yeah. and squash all as one. Yeah. So it's like tennis, but you can hit off the walls. Yeah, it's huge looks in Spain. Really, yeah, looks really good. Um, so maybe that we'll get into that. Mm. Um, and from Robbie Aston, I said, "Do you fancy coming to my stag do at Slaley Hall?" Yeah, <laughs> you on the stag do. I think I'd love to be on a stag. I've not been on a stag do for years. Um, Paul Seaton, you've got lots of mates. Um, person married. who you were most starstruck by, Rick, when you met them. From Paul Seaton, that's a good question. Um, silence. Uh, who's the most starstruck by? Oh, I don't know. Probably Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams, yeah. Probably. The final thing that I want to cover, um, again, this might go as a bit of a clip for the YouTube channel, was, um, is the new season of drivers. We know that obviously we've got the TaylorMade driver and we've had the Callaway driver. Um, there's a Cobra coming soon. I don't know if I can definitely say that or not, but there is. Um, I think we can. And <laughs> there's some other bits and bobs throughout the year. One brand who aren't bringing a driver this year is Ping. Is this now being confirmed? This is confirmed. I might not use, tell my source just yet um, who my source is, but it's confirmed. So basically, um, a couple of reasons why, um, but Ping aren't bringing out a new driver this year at all. 
and the G425 will stay current until next year, so 2023. Wow. And the reason I wanted to call that out was because I, I, I'm using the Ping, and I know you are, and I genuinely think it's a really good driver. Not only for everybody, it's not the most conventional-looking driver. The turbulators on the top are hate. <laughs> Sounds not for everybody, but for me, that max head does feel forgiving. Yeah, yeah. It looks big. And I, I, it's mad. When I was younger, I'd love a real purr-shaped driver. Now, I want a huge <laughs> footprint. I'd have a square driver if I could, actually, now. <laughs> I want something big, and for me, that's what I get. So it's definitely one that I think, if you're looking at a new driver, it's, I'd try it. It could be a bit marmite in yeah, certain yeah. hands. But I saw somebody tweet the other day and said, hi, Rick, uh, do you know if the ping's getting replaced? I want one, um, but... I don't know if it's going to get replaced or superseded very soon. So the thing is, though, if it's the start of 2023, yeah. it's only been out two years. Well, yes and no, because it has. But it actually launched a lot earlier in um, Australia, if you remember. It was oh, announced it about six months prior. So in theory, although you're correct, Randomly. in the UK, yeah, in the UK, you might have only been able to purchase it for, let's say, what would have been just over two years. And that's also if it launched at the start of 2023. I don't know when it will. But in reality, it'll have been in people's minds and they'll have seen it. For what? It's going to come up to about... Maybe not for three years, weirdly. What's interesting, though, and I've been told this by members of staff in stores, it's gone up in price, about 20 quid. So to buy one new now, the Ping G425 Max in England, the UK, is 420 quid. I think it was 400 before. So I just thought it was kind of our, almost not our duty, but I just wanted to give it to people. Who, <laughs> Public service now. Well, yeah, but if you're after a Ping, from what I've heard, which is genuine source, it's not going to replace until 2023. Um, interesting. And also, what's different with Ping... More, do you think more brands should do that? Yes. Well, what's different with Ping is it's owned, like, family-owned. Yeah, it is. Whereas other brands, obviously, kind of publicly trade or have yeah, loads of shareholders and all that kind of stuff. So they need, every year, need a massive influx of cash from new drivers. Whereas, obviously, Ping don't want to lose money, clearly. But within a family-owned business, they can do things like this. I think yeah. due to coronavirus, due to other, other aspects as well, they will have the next driver nailed on. I can almost guarantee that. Like, So let's just call it Ping G450, yeah. or whatever it's going to be called. That will be made. I can guarantee that maybe not in massive quantity, and that will be ready to launch whenever they want to launch in 2023, whenever that might be. But for now, it's not going to be get, um, replaced. So I just thought I'd bring that in, in as a little topic because it's interesting. Well, I'd love to see more brands do it. A lot of people have been waiting for G425s yeah. as well. I think there's been a bit of a backlog. It's one of the worst well. affected brands by all the COVID stuff. I, I, when I played at Stockport the other day, mm. as I said earlier on, there was a guy coming in that day, I believe, who ordered Ping Eye in six months earlier. Wow. And they were just coming in that day, so it's oh taken them six God. months. Um, but yeah, we, I think people would like that. If brands are more honest, I don't know if Ping will come out and say this. I think they should. It'd be yeah, quite yeah. cool. I don't know how they would do it, how they would kind of market this. But if they came out and said, look, our driver isn't getting replaced for the year, so go out and enjoy the G425 or whatever. We've not beat it yet. Or whatever, they, however they want to spin it. That would be interesting. I just think a dead simple logo, like still the best tick. Yeah. It's like, this is still the well, best. Well, we said, we had a brand, I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but a brand came to present other product who kind of admitted that the G425 was what they call a unicorn driver. Yeah. Because it kind of does everything you want and it's very hard to do that. Yeah. It's so. forgiving, it's long, it's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, right. That was a good episode back. How long was that, Matt? One hour 15. Whoa. Not bad for free. It is, yeah. And this will be out the same day of recorded it. This is actually one of those weird ones where it's the same day. I, I feel like we should have talked about the crazy event in Hawaii or whatever. Under par. Madness. I didn't watch any of it, I'll be honest. I so. watched a lot of highlights, but I didn't watch anything live. I'm going to try and watch it with Google. Under par. Yeah. How, ridic- how mad is that? It's ridic- yeah, it's ridiculous. It was that nine, that nine under a day, in it? Well, you had to be eight and a half under a day. That's ridiculous. I mean... <laughs> By the way, the golf course was 7,600 yards. These guys se- are good. Par 73. These guys are good. 
I mean, John Rahm shoots 34 under par and doesn't win. thing is, though, if you get your balls at 190, uh, you could be hello. out there next year. Hello. Showing them how it's done. You know what's really funny about all that as well? Taylor made launch, Callaway launch, Titleist win. The event. <laughs> Cameron Smith. He's very good. You saw that um, PJ Memes video we did, which showed around his house. I've not seen that really yet. Good. Good. Nice guy. I like him. You like Cameron Smith? Yeah, I, I must admit, I kind of never had many feelings either way. Who was it we talked about recently that I... Oh, yeah, Robert McIntyre, who, yeah. again, was kind of one of those... I didn't dislike him. Mm. I didn't like him. Yeah. I just kind of felt quite neutral. And it was a little bit the same with Cameron Smith, but I watched that video with him where it was a bit of his house tour, and he looked, kind of looks like a fairly kind of shyish lad, but yeah. he came across really well. I like him. Even someone asked him recently, because obviously he's now leading the FedEx mm. first event, said, what would you do with the 15 million? He went, I've kind of got enough money. Mm. I'd probably buy a bit more fishing gear. I'm like, it's great, mad, isn't it? I think that, that, that's one of the things I'm loving with, with YouTube these days and social media is seeing a bit more of these golfers because yeah. you can sometimes have like um, maybe not a negative opinion but an opinion on a player just from what you see yeah, on exactly. TV and the short interviews but what's funny is if you think about it you're a golfer they obviously have a level of confidence playing golf well a massive confidence playing golf in front of people obviously they wouldn't get to where they were without it and they must have some level of confidence doing interviews to some degree but when you've just come off the golf course and a camera shoved in your face that's not going to be not many guys who act exactly the same as they do in no, real life they can't do exactly so then when you think actually we can see more stuff like with Ryson does on YouTube yeah. now and you see the real them it is interesting it's an eye opener I think we'll see had, more of that he's had to pull out this next event no Ryson the Sony has. yeah because of wrist injury oh as it started that, that, that is the well w- when you do watch his videos I'm not against bashing hitting it far because it's so fun to watch but when you watch some of his training the intensity of it it's probably inevitable something's going to happen whether it be a gym injury or something from speed or whatever yeah it's absolutely crazy but then again for someone like him I think he's in the kind of golf where he might go like injury miscut tied 40th <laughs> then yeah win a couple and that's the way that like there's no, nobody's going to like Tiger now are they which just no. make every cut and win all the time until, probably he, come, take that, until he comes back Oh yeah, would you take would you take that though? Four, let's say, four PJ tours, four PJ tour wins a year, but you mi- you miss more cuts than yeah. previously. Or weekends off? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they want to win. Where Bryson is right now, he just wants to win, doesn't he? Yeah, like it's not a money thing, surely now. I'm sure, it will be a little bit, but he wants to make more wins. Yeah. Prediction, just very quickly. I'm gonna ask you three predictions. So we're at the start of the year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the end of this year, mm-hmm. 2022, yeah. who will be the world number one golfer? It's Can I just have a quick look at the world John, rankings? It's currently John Rahm, then Colin Marikawa. I, do, I think you've got. A, I think Marikawa's very, very good, isn't he? Um, Should we put it in the envelope? Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, I can't. I can't see past Marikawa. I know it's number two. It's not like the most bold shout ever, but he's just that good. I've not got anything to suggest he won't be. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to say Xander Shoffley. Okay. For no reason, just because he's number seven. Who do you moment. want it to be then? That's a different question. I, I want don't it say to be, I want it to be John Rahm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've, re- I've really, really become a big fan of John Rahm. Don't know what it is. Just like him. I think I would like it to be Bryson. I'll be honest. I just think as well, if, if he, beca- has he... He's not been world number one, has he, Bryson? If he became world number one, I think it would bring more eyeballs to sport. What was funny was that was he was my prediction at the start of 2021 to uh, end 2021 as number one. Would he come like eight or something? He's eighth currently. Um, Are we good? Last last one then. One then. Four names who are going to win a major. It doesn't have to be four names. Um, 
I think Victor Hovland's going to win. I think Rory's going to get one. I think Victor. Yeah, it's a good shout. I think Justin Thomas. Yeah. Um, and I think Tony Finau. I'd love all though. I'd love. I would like to see because Rory's not won now. Won now since fourteen, has he? No. Which is ridiculous. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, and Tommy Fleetwood. I'd love, love to see them. Four. I'd well, my love list. If you want to hear my love list, my top four would actually be Tommy. Yeah. Minwoo Lee. <laughs> yeah. Sam Horsfield. People we might get a shout out from. Um, <laughs> no, I would love to see Tommy win one, and I really would. I'd like to see Minwoo Lee win one. Just seeing how good he actually is at golf, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And I would like to see Bryson win more as well, just to kind of prove people. Because I feel like how many haters now for what he's doing, I'd like to see him prove people wrong. Do you think he's got? I think he's got less haters right now. Might have less than he did. Obviously, that's what people who don't like him. Yeah. My stomach's rumbling. Like, mad. I'm, sh- I'm worried if you can hear it. Anyway, should we um, go and film some club reviews? Let's go and just get five shots. Yeah, five shots done. Easy peasy. Cool. All right then. <laughs> Let's see you next week. <laughs> five star rating, please. Oh, you can rate on Spotify now. Five stars. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.